All right, everyone. Hello, my name is Dan Hafner. Welcome into another episode of the Mobile Domination Podcast. Appreciate you guys tuning in today. I am joined by a guest of mine um, who I'm very, very excited to talk about, not only because of what he specializes in, um, but also the fact that we share a very common trait in that our first names are exactly the same. So his name is Daniel Alphon. He is the author of Build a LinkedIn Profile for Business Success. He joined LinkedIn in early 2004, which I think was probably the advent of LinkedIn. Um, he publishes articles, interviews, exclusive content about LinkedIn strategies to clients and subscribers on his website, um, really an expert in all things LinkedIn, which is why I wanted to have him on this show and share some things with you guys. He actually helped me out a little bit before we even started recording here. Um, so Daniel, welcome to the show. How are you, sir? Thank you very much, Dan. I'm very glad to be part of the Mobile Domination Podcast. Absolutely. It's a pleasure to have you. So um, so other than that, um, you know, a little intro I gave for you. Tell us a little bit more just about you specifically, what you do, how LinkedIn ties into all that. With pleasure. Um, when I started using LinkedIn, um, there was no playbook. I was looking for, for some rules, ground rules, and I couldn't find anything. So I had to make a ton of mistakes and learn fast. And then I started helping friends and those friends asked me to train their, uh, their staff. So uh, at one point I realized LinkedIn was um, interesting and that's the platform I would like to, to specialize in. And it's been a bumpy ride. We're close to 1 billion uh, users worldwide. And since you hit record, probably 100 people have joined LinkedIn. Each second then, two people sign up. Wow. So it's a, it's a platform that's still growing very, very quickly. Right. And as you know, the most important thing is not just to, not, not just to be there, but to gain revenues, recognition, and leads through it. Wow. That's, that's incredible. So, so Daniel, I guess before, before I get into the questions I had for you, um, I'm interested, S sell me on LinkedIn, you know, sell me, I'm a, I'm a Facebook guy. I, 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 I focus a lot of my marketing in and on Facebook. Um, why, why should I, as a business owner, consider LinkedIn? I mean, I know it's like, other than the straightforward questions, it's a professional Facebook type of deal, but, um, does it have edges over Facebook? Does it have differences? Like what, what's the advantage of it? That's a great question. It's really different animals altogether. So I don't think you need to um, focus only on LinkedIn, which you should definitely ask yourself two or three questions. Are your clients and your prospects on LinkedIn? And, and if your answer is yes, my ideal clients are on LinkedIn, then it makes sense for you to leverage it. And if your clients for any reason are not there, then play in, in Facebook and, and, and use Instagram and whatever, TikTok, whatever works for you. But if your clients are there, you, you got to fish where the fish are. Right. And the second thing is that most business owners, if we run a search for their name on Google, their LinkedIn profile would rank top of the list. For most people, it would be number one, number two. Even then, if they haven't logged in into LinkedIn for two years, so it's not the if we use it a lot. It's simply that uh, Google ranks our LinkedIn profiles very highly, so we better manage it or delete it. You can absolutely delete it, but don't have it 
don't don't forget about it for years because there'll be a mismatch and there'll be some some gap between what you'd like your um, partners and and uh, audience to know about you and what they see on your LinkedIn profile. Either own it or don't be there. Interesting. Yeah. No, that's that's actually a very good point. I remember when I was going through a, a Facebook profile refresh. Um, it was kind of the same thing. I had kind of neglected my profile for a very long time. Um, and actually, I, as I mentioned to you guys, when we started this show, um, I clearly <laughs> ne uh, neglected my, my LinkedIn profile. He shared his screen and he's like, why don't you have a profile picture, Dan? And I was like, of course I have a profile picture. What are you talking about? And he's like, no, it's actually set to only show to your connections. So all this time I've been attracting people maybe on LinkedIn and they can't even see my profile picture. And I was like, what, how did that happen? I did not even know that that was a thing. So, I mean, are there other things, is there common mistakes that you see that people make just like that uh, on LinkedIn that, that maybe don't manage their profile very often? Um, there's, there are, there are a few and probably what we could focus on is maybe suggest a very quick, um, like a two or three step process. The first question is who's your ideal reader and who's your ideal reader on LinkedIn. Okay. I was listening to an episode you released with, uh, Michelle Zeitler, uh, uh, Tucker. And, and one of the things you, you discussed was niching and having your, your ideal niche. So let's suppose that for the sake of our discussion, the ideal reader for you is a business owner who considers maybe launching or building their own app and they're not sure about it. They have questions about it and they bump into your LinkedIn profile. So what action then would you like them to perform after they visit your own profile? Yeah, I mean, I guess you, you're the expert, but I mean, so would it be visiting my website? Would it be, you know, scheduling a, a 15 minute call with me? Um, maybe joining a LinkedIn group that I would create or something, something like that. Excellent. So once you know who your deal reader is and you uh, define the, the action you'd like them to perform on LinkedIn, then all we have to do is ask ourselves, if we're the ideal readers and we bump into a LinkedIn profile, do we feel compelled to go and reach out to you? Is it easy to discover DapperMobileApps.com? Is it easy to schedule uh, a call with you? And one thing we could do is simply give, uh, ask someone who's uh, not a connection of yours to, to look you up on LinkedIn and, and ask them, where would you click? What would you do? And you would be amazed then with sort of things they would say. The questions they would ask, or if you hear their thoughts, there's often a gap between what you'd like them to say and what they would say. So you thank them, and then you go and revisit your profile, and you update it, and you polish it. So at least the information you're, you're providing your prospects is aligned with what's on your website and aligned with what you'd like, the process you would like them to, uh, to go through. And it's LinkedIn is best for top of funnel marketing. The transaction is likely to happen on your website, on our website. And LinkedIn is one traffic source, a major traffic source that could make our deal reader just go to dappermobileapps.com and say, okay, I see there's a, a mobile domination app marketplace. Maybe that's where 
we should be featured because I have an app and I want someone to maybe help me uh, uh, streamline it or improve it. And maybe that's one way for, for them to contact you. Or they would go to your Facebook uh, uh, mobile app mastery group and they will join and maybe they'll convert, you know, in three months or maybe they, they join the mastermind in, in six months. But simply make it about them and see that you're providing them with the information that is likely to convert them and to discover what is it that you offer. Hmm. I like it. So there's just... There's a lot of strategic thought. There's a lot of, like, like you said, like thinking through the path of, okay, like you said, top of funnel, people see my profile. The next step is, is going to the website or figuring out how can I, how can I work with you? I remember, I, I think there was a thing on Grant Cardone did once of like, how can I, how can I pay you? How can I, like, if I wanted to call your business today, could I pay you easily? Right. Like, I feel like it's the same type of deal, like less friction. You know, I feel like a lot of people maybe miss out on sales or appointments or things like that because they haven't really built or thought through those things strategically. Right. You're absolutely right. And the good news is that it doesn't take a lot of effort. It doesn't take a lot of time because uh, within a minute, you, uh, you, you went from not showing your profile photo to changing it twice. Okay, so it doesn't it doesn't require any tech uh, specialty. It just requires some some thoughts, and and then you can align your LinkedIn presence with what you'd like the world to know about you, and and if you do that, maybe you just visit your profile every three or six months, and have a look at it, and then you will have maybe you know maybe in six months you'll launch something else. You have will have new content. You have something else. It's not a major effort as long as you do it in a consistent way. Yeah, very cool. So I actually have a question for you um, that I've always kind of wondered about LinkedIn. Since I'm not a LinkedIn guy, I don't really know. And hope, I'm hoping you could shed some light on this. So on LinkedIn, they have they have personal profiles and then they have business profiles, or business pages, kind of, I guess, a little bit like Facebook, right? So if I was trying to, to go onto LinkedIn and dominate, you know, what what should I focus on more? Should I should I focus on my personal profile or should I, you know, maybe try to build up a, a business profile page? Before I answer, what's your uh, intuition? What do you think? Um, my intuition tells me that it would be if it's anything like Facebook. It would be your personal profile. It would, it would, that would kind of be the focus. Excellent. So the profile is way, way more important than the, the page on LinkedIn or the company page, okay. unless you employ thousands of employees. Hmm. Why is that? Because the, the page itself, the, the natural action for people, you probably don't follow more than a handful of company pages, but you do have hundreds and hundreds of individual connections. Dan, you sent an invitation or you accepted hundreds of invitations. And that's what LinkedIn users do. They connect on an individual basis and they probably follow maybe 1% of the connection numbers that they have. So no one will visit your page. And why does that change when you employ thousands of people? Because by default, you follow your own company. So if your workforce has, you know, if, you, if um, Hershey, or, uh, or T connectivity uh, have, have thousands of, of employees, then they will have thousands of followers from day one. But SMB owners, if they have a staff of 10, 20, 50, 100 people, forget about the page, just 
have a decent page and, and check it every six months, but the marketing and the lead generation will be held, will be done exclusively based on your individual profile. Very interesting. Very interesting. Okay. Um, so I was wondering uh, as well in, in conjunction with that, I know a lot of people can use, uh, I guess for me, like LinkedIn has always kind of felt like the cool kids club. Like it, it kind of has always felt like um, a little bit cooler than Facebook, like a little bit like people expect professional conversations. People ex like if you if you message someone, they might be like, oh, you're being DM or, you know, or spammy or like I feel like you can get away with a lot of that, more of that on Facebook because people kind of expect it. Um, can you can you tell us, you know, any give us any wisdom on that with 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 regards to LinkedIn? You definitely uh, have a point there. I think maybe one way to look at it is that you don't have to share a lot on LinkedIn. Hmm. And the reason you don't have to share a lot on LinkedIn is that most of your connections will not see what you share. Because let, let's face it, the last time you visited LinkedIn before today was maybe a couple of days ago. And most people will go to LinkedIn when they have a trigger, like someone sent them an invitation request then they will check that person out. When they have some, an important meeting uh, coming up with a customer, they would look that person up. But because on, they will only visit LinkedIn every couple of days, it means they will not see, they will not go through their feed and find what she shared. And most people will not see it. So forget about having to share every day or every week, forget about that. You can share once every three months and it's fine but at least make sure that your profile is up to date because anything you do on LinkedIn is, is tied to your profile. And can you guess what, according to LinkedIn statistic, what is the most common action every LinkedIn users, uh, user performs on LinkedIn? What's the number one activity that the LinkedIn users perform? Um, my guess would be like expanding the about section or reading like the bio? Wow, that's great, but that's a great answer to a question I didn't ask, so no. Okay, okay. <laughs> and the number one is actually visiting other people's profiles. Okay. Okay, and there's a, a many people will visit your uh, LinkedIn profile and, and, and that means that you don't have to focus about sharing. Of course, if you do have quality content, like, like the mobile domination podcast that comes up, you can share that. But, but some business owners don't have that much content. And LinkedIn could be great for them because content is just one way they could generate leads. It's a great way, but it's not the only one. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. Um, you know, you actually... You, uh, it's something else popped into my mind here too. So I know um, like when I go through LinkedIn and when I, when I see other people's profiles and stuff, they have this magic thing under their profile that says the number of connections, right? Which, which was always, I always heard was like a very important thing, right? But from what I know of it, it only goes up to 500, right? So it'll, whether you have 501 or you have 50,000 connections, it will say 500 plus connections. So my question to you is, is that number important? Does that look bad if you only have less than 500? 
or should you get to 500 as soon as possible? Like what, what's the significance of that number? I'm very glad you're asking that question. And I, I hope that more people ask themselves that question. And I'd like to draw a, a distinction between vanity metrics and business metrics. Mm. Okay, as a business owner, what we should be focused on are our business metrics, inquiries, revenues, orders, downloads. And that means that you should not focus on the number of connections because you could leverage LinkedIn for business and, and have 45 connections and someone might have a gazillion connections, they are not translating into business. So don't focus it on it and certainly don't judge anyone by the number of connections they have because it only shows the amount of time they, they spent on LinkedIn and, and you should focus on real life metrics. My, my customers gain subscribers, inquiries and demos and revenues and they shouldn't care about LinkedIn metrics. The number of connections, the number of mentions, the, the page followers, the views, all, all these should serve our business. And you don't have to become a LinkedIn expert. LinkedIn could be like a black box. And if you have an event, if you, if you were uh, producing a webinar about the ways uh, launching or building your app can grow your business, and say you had 80 people showing up every month and you, for the first time, you'll use LinkedIn and you'll show um, the RSVP on LinkedIn and suddenly 110 people show up and you can translate it into an additional 20% subscriptions or dollars, then you know that the actions you perform on LinkedIn have translated into X dollars. And that's what you should focus on because you could you could have 30,000 connections, but at the, end, at the end of the day, if you're looking at your business and nothing has improved, then what good have, have we done with this? That's very good. I'm, I'm glad you you brought that up. That's that's a very interesting thought. It's, it's the same thing on any social media page. You know, um, there's you, I've always heard a good quote. You can't take followers to the bank. You can't take likes and links to the bank, you know? Um, that's very, very interesting. I mean, I think about a, a client of mine who recently, um, like she blew up on TikTok, like she started getting millions and millions of followers and I was like, okay, awesome. And then she's like, but then she's also saying that it's translating into business for her. Like she's getting a lot of personal clients from it. So I'm like, oh, awesome. So it, it's like you said, vanity metrics. I love that term. I love that term. Um, Okay. So, so I think we got, we got, we got some good information on, on the listing and the, and the importance of really getting your profile, you know, nailed down and, and, and optimized. Um, my question for you now is if, so if I want to move into the next phase of this and start making connections and start translating those, those connections into business, um, do you have a process for that? Is there, is there like a, you know, I know it's, I always use the analogy of meeting a girl in a bar, right? Like you don't, you know, like a lot of people just like, it's like the pitch fest on, on, on online, right? Let's like, you can't just walk into a bar and ask a girl to marry you. You know what I mean? You got, you got to go in, you got to ask her to buy, you know, buy her a drink and do like, I always love that analogy. Um, so if you, could you, could you just walk us through maybe, you know, a, a good approach to connecting with people, starting conversations um, and eventually taking those into sales calls or, or business? With pleasure. In some cases, our connections are not our audience. Okay, mm -hmm. so what I mean by that is that in, in some cases, the connections you have 
are people who have worked with you in Deloitte or CDI Corporation, whatever it is, and your ideal clients today are not necessarily those people. So ask yourself, would you rather, in five years' time, would you rather be the most connected or would you rather be the best connected? Hmm. And think hard because it's best for you not to change and not to veer once you decide it. By most connected, I mean having 30,000 connections as soon as possible, because that gives you exposure. And by best connected, I mean that if you run an advanced search on LinkedIn and you find an ideal prospect and you see that you two share a mutual connection and you look at that person and you know who that person is, then you could leave LinkedIn and communicate with that mutual connection and ask them, do they know that person well enough? And in some cases, then you will gain a meaningful introduction that you can translate it, translate into real business, thanks to that person. So the worst thing to, to try is to aim for both. Many people and many entrepreneurs are they're, they're afraid to, to pick a side. And they want quality and they want also quantity. And the trouble is that you can't aim for both because they're mutually exclusive. The more you go to the quantity, you're not, you simply cannot know well 30,000 people, no matter how you look at it. And if you only want to connect with people you know well, then you should know that maybe it's 200, maybe it's 1,000, but there's a limit there. So don't be the worst connected. Pick one and stay, stay there and don't change and you can gain meaningful business either way. That's really good. That's really good. I like that. Um, all right. So let me ask you this. So we, this is a mobile domination podcast. Uh, we talk about apps a lot. Um, so obviously LinkedIn does have an app. Um, is there anything as do you do you use the app more than the web platform? If so, you know what do you like about it? What do you not like about it? Um, we're not trying to like trash LinkedIn or anything like this, but, but I'm just I'm just interested what what you think. Okay, so I'll start with uh, with praising LinkedIn's app because I think the the app is the um, most stable and best product LinkedIn has ever produced. The website is clunky and, and, and counterintuitive, but the app is really great. I, I use the, the app a lot. Pre-COVID, I used it probably more. Uh, I still use it, but it's, uh, and, and what our, our audience needs to take into account is that the majority of, of LinkedIn activity will happen on the app. So it doesn't matter if uh, we love the app, or we don't like it. The fact that many people will visit LinkedIn through the app means that when you look at your own profile, you, yes, you need to optimize it for desktop, but you should also look at it from someone else's uh, app, someone with an iOS, someone with Android. And the way they look at it will define whether there's a gap. Sometimes the banner that, that you have, you have a great banner and it looks great on, on desktop. Some people would put a banner that is uh, a bit cluttered. It becomes cluttered on the app because the space there is, is too tiny for people to actually read long sentences. Yeah. Try to think both about the app and about desktop. If you, if you manage to win both uh, perspectives, you're gold. Wow. Yeah, that's, that's definitely something that, I mean, especially when it comes to 
you know, non-app things, but like on your website or something like that. A lot of like, even when I'm de- designing websites, sometimes, you know, it's, uh, it's like, oh man, we need to, we need to make sure this is mobile friendly. <laughs> um, awesome. So yeah, so we're, we're kind of coming down to, to the end of the episode here, but I, I did want to give you just kind of an open floor. Um, is there anything, is there anything that I missed, anything critical um, that we could, that you could add, um, you know, just about LinkedIn in general or any of these topics that we talked about at all? No, I appreciate your questions. I think uh, I don't want us to become too overwhelming, even looking at your, at your uh, profile, asking someone to look at your profile is an action that can take, you know, less than a minute. It's important. And, and that's one, uh, quick takeaway. I think anyone can, can perform. And then if they're interested to learn more, then there's a ton of stuff on my website. They can uh, register, they can subscribe to the to the email or read articles or schedule a call or download guides, whatever. But start by really looking at your profile and see that it's aligned with what you'd like to people to see. And, and for that, you don't need anyone. Mm. Very good stuff. Yeah, I'm, I gotta say, I, uh, I, I've, I've said it before, I, I'm, I'm, uh, I've, I've gravitated towards the, the Facebook um, platform and, but I, it kind of always has been in the back of my mind, um, kind of like a little voice on my shoulder, right. Of like, Hey, you should, you should probably look back. You should go back to LinkedIn. You should, you should do that stuff. So, um, so this was good. This was definitely good. Um, I think, I think really people are, I mean, uh, you, you ignore it at your own peril. You know what I mean? It is, like you said, there's a billion people on there. That's a huge market, you know? Um, and all it takes is just some strategic thought some, some sitting down and making sure that things are optimized. And, and like, and what I love what you said earlier too, is you don't have to worry about posting every single day. Like that's the thing with, with some of those other things like Instagram and Facebook, if you don't post three times a day, you get drowned in the, in the content thing, which is, that's super attractive for, for a social platform. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And, uh, I like what you, uh, what you said. And, and I think, even um, um, business owners that have a B2C, a business to customer focus, can ask themselves, do I have a B2B or a B2C to B portion? Okay, you could, you could be a, a, a photo, a photo uh, specialist and, and, and you do maybe wedding, but you have a 10% that is portraits in company uh, uh, photos. And if you have that specialty, then on LinkedIn, don't try to promote the weddings because it's not natural for people to go and use LinkedIn. But for companies who want to have, uh, you know, they have a launch, they have a, a, a new quarterly event, they have a sales meeting, they, they're going public, then they would appreciate your specialty. So you can pick the B2B or the most LinkedIn-centric area of, of your specialty and, and have that as the face of what you're doing on LinkedIn, even if it's not the key or the day-to-day activity that you have, you can play on Facebook for, you know, six days a week and, and go play with the cool kids for maybe 30% of the revenues just in, in one day. Play with the cool kids. I like it. That's awesome. All right, Daniel, it's been a pleasure. Um, really appreciate you coming on real quick. Where can we go if we want to, if we want to do something with you or for just find out more? But, but it was my pleasure. Simply dannielalfon.com and you'll find all sorts of uh, things there. And just say, I'll, 
I was listening to the mobile donation with Dan, and, and I have a question, and I'll try to get back to you. Okay, that sounds good. Yeah, so that's uh, his last name is spelled A L F O N for you guys just listening. So awesome, Daniel. This was awesome. This was such a good time. I actually learned a lot. This was really, really cool. I'm glad I had you on. So um, appreciate you. We'll get this, we'll get this released here soon. It'll be a really good, really fun time. So, all right, everyone, that's all we got for you on this episode of the mobile domination podcast. My name again is Dan Hafner. If you want to find out more about this podcast, you can download the mobile domination app, or you can go over to dappermobileapps.com and get more information about it there. All right, everyone, I'll talk to you next time. See you later.